Welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, where we talk all things NFL fantasy football from and for the layman. Today, we'll touch on the headline makers from week nine, go through how we're getting on in our own league before turning our attention to the biggest matchups in this upcoming weekend. Right, without further delay, on we go. Right then, boys, let's start off with a game of Who Am I? So, unprepped, let's uh, let's see if you can figure out who I'm talking about. So, uh, I'm going to read out a sentence, but obviously blank the person's name out, and you've got to tell me who it is that I'm talking about based on the headlines from week nine. So, I'll start off with blank once again demonstrated why he's arguably the most explosive player at the quarterback position this side of Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. Blank was reasonably effective once again as a passer while primarily working in short area attacks. However, Blank made even more of an impact on the ground with what was easily a team-leading and career-high yardage total and his 61-yard touchdown scamper early in the second half served as a fitting example of his elite speed. Definitely. Go on then, boys. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Justin Fields, of course it was. Yeah, so what a monster week last week. So 48 points against the Dolphins. Um, Scully, what do you reckon? Is he, I mean, he seems to be. Is he for real? Could be. I mean, they seem to be playing to his strengths a little bit more now. Because obviously I think for earlier on, they were trying to get him to do things and their offence was set up um, to do things that he couldn't really do. So now they seem to be giving him the freedom to be a lot more mobile and it's it's paying off. I, I'm not sure. I'm really still not sure about him, but he's definitely picked up over the last few weeks. He was, yeah, I mean, he he's was scoring my, 20 points a game, isn't he? He was in my three quarterbacks that I was looking at in terms of the draft at the start of the season, the bottom of my three. So if I hadn't got my, my top pick was Kyler Murray, Second was Hertz, third was Fields. Um, I got my top pick, so which probably is the worst out of those three, but um, it's, it's how it worked out. But at the start of the season, I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't have been looking at him because his numbers were diabolical. But it seems that they've started playing to his strengths, factoring in the run. He's not a pocket passer, and that's where he was falling down because they were trying to make him force him to play like that. And that, that's not who he is. Uh, they seem to have given him a bit of freedom. And, I mean, well, look at points he's been putting up. He's just getting better and better. Since week four, he's had 10, 19, 20, 25, 30, 48 points. The guy's absolutely smashing it. So, um, And he's playing Detroit next week. Mm-hmm. So it could, it could get it, it could go even uh, even higher. You mean Detroit that just limited uh, <laughs> to how many points? Which is funny because, again, at the start of the season, you know, we talked about it, didn't we? And we had these these thoughts and based on last year's figures as well. But So for fantasy stuff, whether it was Lamar Jackson, Hertz, Murray, Fields, as you mentioned, uh, Trey Lance, those type of quarterbacks, or Brady's, Rogers, Stafford, someone who's going to sit there and pass it, which one would we prefer? And I know that, that I know that based on the scores from last year, it was those pocket passes Um I guess just as overall football players, those players haven't performed this year. Um, 
you could argue that for Fields to a certain extent that he's getting it done for the Bears, but again, his performances they are good, but they're the very good fantasy fantasy numbers wise anyway, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like you said, he's got Detroit next week. So, do you think he can score this many points in AstroTurf, or is it just in Fields? Oh no! Wow! Last one. <clears throat> okay, all right, on that note, I'll, uh, I'll move on. Next one. So, Blank entered the game with only three total touchdowns and without a rush of more than 20 yards since week one. He ripped off long gains of 35, 29, 20, and 17 yards to average more than four yards per carry in a game for only the third time this season. After maintaining fantasy value on the basis of volume for the majority of the season, Blank put it all together in his massive performance against Blank. Who Mixon. am I on about? Mixon. Mixon, of course. Yeah, so Joe Mixon, absolute monster game uh, and someone who I had on my team. So 55 points. Uh, what was it? Kind of four rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdowns. I think that's... He's, he's been good all season. He's been steady. He's been the only running back, really, for the Bengals, hasn't he? But, Charlie, is that... Maybe not that type of scoring, but is is the high scoring? Is it worth keeping hold of on my roster? Do you reckon? Well, he's somebody that I've been sending you the odd trade request for because he's had the potential to have that sort of game. I wasn't expecting him to come away with fifty five points, five touchdowns, but um, he's had the potential to score that big. So I've been sending those while he's been sort of hitting the teens, um, waiting for that big game and hoping that you were going to shift him on. Uh, and I'd be the beneficiary of that monster game. However, now he's uh, he's done that. I think it's it's interesting both both sides whether you keep him. I think he will score. I don't think he's going to score anywhere near that every week. But uh, they've they've not got the easiest of uh, runs in terms of teams against the run towards the back end of the season. Um, I mean, the final four games they've got Tampa. Patriots, Bills, and uh, and the Ravens, and those uh, week 15, 16, 17, they're all top ten defenses against the run. So it's whether he gets involved in the in the passing game as well. I, I think he's he's definitely somebody who's going to get you steady points. Um, so you could do either. Sell high. 1617 is probably not going to matter to Ash at the moment, though. So. <laughs> and and he, needs, he needs a win now. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's on a buy this week. Yeah. So. Week. so, maybe try and flog him to somebody this week and try and get yourself a win this week. Yeah, well, quite possibly. And, and do you know what? It, it is a case of not only winning now, but um, but it was Boyd last week, wasn't it, who had the big game with, with Chase out for most of it. Chase was obviously out last week. So whether it is a case of the Bengals, that intentionally or not, but they are then spreading it around and, and each one of those playmakers having a big game. Looking now, so Mixon is running back number two, which I think is slightly skewed by that big week last week, averaging 19 points. So again, uh, the only running back that they've got pretty much or that they play... Um, but, but you're dead right, Charlie, that the schedule that they've got coming up, um, I don't think it'll be anywhere near the 55 points, but he's, he's always a threat for sure. Um, so we'll, we'll see whether I keep him in or not, or whether I mix and match it. 
in future. <laughs> oh, you got it though. I was uh, expecting that one to go right over your head. <laughs> All right, next one. Um, so last one. Blank got off to a fast start by tallying each of his team's first two touchdowns from 25 and 38 yards, respectively. He appeared to be in for an even bigger performance, but managed only one reception for zero yards in the second half as the offense completely stalled in the final two quarters. Despite the slow end to the performance, Blank was targeted 17 of 36 pass attempts and no other receiver on the team commanded more than five targets. Blank has now topped 100 receiving yards in four of eight contests on the campaign. Any ideas? I'm going to go by receiver Olave. Oh, nope. Charlie? Um... Seems to be bamboozled on this one. Yeah, Less clues than the rest of them. I don't know. So this was Devontae Adams, top receiver, obviously coming off the back of zero points for the Raiders on the scoreboard last week. Um, but, but he had a massive game. So 36 points he scored against the Jags last week. Um, so, and, that, and in that goose egg the week before where the Raiders didn't score any, he only scored one point. So 36 points, again, much, much, much higher than his average, but back up to the standard for himself and then potentially David Carr as well. So what about this one? So they've got the Colts next week as well, which have got their own problems. But Scully, Devontae Adams, is that someone that is always wide receiver one, right? Yeah, definitely. Don't see uh, don't see any reason why he, he can't put up numbers again against the Colts. They're... Not really doing anything, um, but it, strange team at the moment, Las Vegas, aren't they? You don't know what team's going to turn up from no man from game to game, but as you saw this week, from quarter to quarter or half to half. So, mm. but I think him scoring reasonably consistent if if they get their act together is probably guaranteed. Yeah. I'd agree. There's not much else on there, is there? No, Hunter Renfro has not even been a factor this season. Waller is another one of yours, Charlie, that you're trying to flog to everyone. And uh, and in fairness, when he does play, it might end up um, factoring into their offense of some sort and taking away some of the targets from Adams, but but not yet. Um, so yeah, Devontae Adams averaging 19 points a game. Anyone who's averaging over probably 15 points a game, you've got to start, no doubt. Um the week danger, ten. The, I think the danger oh. with Adams is is like you said, like you were describing. Um, he he started off absolutely on fire. I think if he'd have carried on the uh, the way he was scoring, he, he was on for like eighty odd points. I remember seeing a tweet. Um, he, he was on for something stupid like eighty six points based yes, on his, on his first like yeah. quarter scoring or something stupid, and then they just dropped off, and that seems to have been a. Um, an issue with the Raiders all all year. They've they've just been they just haven't been able to maintain anything. I mean, look at the leads that they've given away. Um, just just in terms of uh, them as a team putting up a loss. Um, they were they were commanding that game against the Jags, and then the Jags just came back and and took the win away from them. And it, it seems to be whether they they get too comfortable and they take the foot off the gas or or maybe they're putting too much into it early doors and they're just tired. I, I, I don't know what it is, but something's not right there because second half, th- um, 
fourth quarter especially, they're just diabolical. Um, and and it, it, that showed in the numbers that he put up because those numbers that uh, Adams has put up in terms of fantasy, he, he's put all those in first half. Um, yeah. And he's, he's not really added anything to it in the second half. So um, it's a it's a difficult one because of that inconsistency uh, it, through just through game game to game. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> I think it's he's always going to start in your fantasy team. You're never ever going to drop him. Um, but yeah, it could be the case of like you say, half by half, quarter by quarter, even maybe game by game. But you're not going to drop him just in case he scores single digits, are you? So. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it gets on this week. Week 10 against the Colts. Let's see if it is advantage Raiders. That was shot. So, recapping our league from last week and then our individual scores. So, Scully, you came third out of the three of us on 113 points. I was second on 136. And then, Charlie, you won on 144. Taking you to five wins on the season. Me staying at three. And then, Scully, just the one so far. Um, so, Scully, I'll come to you. So, in your matchup this week in our league, you lost by just eight points in the end. Um, talk us through that. What happened? No idea, honestly. <laughs> it, it got to uh, it got to half time in the first games, and I was predicted uh, one hundred and fifty points, and, and Midi was predicted one hundred and one, and it was going right all all the way through. And um, the the turning point, which I'm still no idea how it happened, is he got someone called Marshall from the Panthers as one of his as his flex option at receiver who were playing my defence of the Bengals, who'd up until that point had a, an amazing game. And that Marshall scored out of nowhere and um, it just swung it. So it went from me being about 12 points ahead to, to him being about 12 points ahead. And then I just just didn't recover um, from, from that point. I mean, he had some ridiculous standout performances on his team. I mean... Kirk Cousins with 20 points. Um, you've got Goddard with 24 points. Lazard with 18 and a bit part points. And this Marshall with 14 points. And, yeah, I, wow. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I needed Alave to score just over 20 points um, for me to have a chance. And if... Andy Dalton could throw a ball. He'd, he'd have, he'd have had that. But unfortunately, Andy Dalton's shit, and um, <laughs> I'm just bitter, bitter this week. It's just, it's a bad one. Do you know? What? I've only just realised as well, but I think that pass to Marshall, and um, I think that's when Baker, Baker Mayfield came oh. off the bench as well and threw oh, me. Insult to injury. Thanks for that. He only yeah. had three catches, Marshall. Three catches, 50 yards, one touchdown. Thanks. See you later. I've got the win. I'm off. I know for a fact that Middy's going to be listening and he's going to be screaming, saying that he'd done his research and he's put him in specifically for that. But um, it takes bullshit. He texted me this morning and said, sorry, mate, um, close game, all this kind of crap that he wanted to play. <laughs> <laughs> so I just texted him back, oh, well done, whatever. Um, and uh, so I couldn't believe it about that. that Panthers receiver you put in, you know, yeah, I was listening to um, 
I listened to whatever experts and they were saying that we were going to have a good game. Oh, like bollocks. Full of pony, that kid. He definitely weren't listening to us with recommendations like that. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, looking at the rest of it, what, Eckler got 24 points for you. I guess Knox didn't have a great game with five points. But apart from that, like, you didn't look like you had any bad scorers, no great scorers, just just middle of the road, unfortunately. No, no regrets on your bench or anything like that. No, no blockbuster trades that you've done this week at all. So, um, yeah, it looks like it looks like a tough one. But, um, but still, is what it is. And you are, I believe, five and four. Is that right? Five and four in our league? Five and four. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, on the back of two two bad losses. So, lost a bit of momentum. Still, still high up overall. Uh, and Charlie, um, fairly convincing. So, won by 32 points. Uh, and again, a nice spread. Most players looks like scoring higher than the projected. Anything, anything else out of the ordinary on yours? Uh, the only one that sort of let me down was uh, Aaron Jones yeah. went out went out of the game um, with what they thought was an injury, but I, th- I think he's had some X rays and he's he's good to go, so um, he should be fine to train this week and should be playing again uh, for me match up next week. But yeah, uh, I think the only the only decision I had to make really was between Tua and Kyler Murray. I know last week I mentioned I potentially look at moving one of them on. The issue I've got is I don't know who I want to get rid of. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling between the two because the, it, either week it could be either of them that goes off. Um, Tua got 30 points this week, Kyler Murray 23. So not a massive difference between the two of them, but those extra seven points would have probably just settled my nerves a bit. I know it was a, a decent win in the end, but watching the... Um, Watching the Rams Tampa Bay game, uh, I was twitching watching Cooper Cup because the guy just gets everything done. He and uh, it, it, when he he got that massive touchdown, I thought this is it. He's uh, he's going to catch me. Uh, but last night's game sort of settled it for me with the fact that Duvernay only got one catch. Uh, having watched that, I I, st- I I got up obviously with my new addition. Um, I was awake. And I watched the whole game. And in fairness, boys, I was willing you both on to win <laughs> uh, because you were playing one and two. Obviously, uh, Midian and, uh, and James, one and two in our league. And the games were so tight. Um, I think if it have, if the Saints would have been able to do anything on offence, um, it would have been yours, Scully, because for that touchdown that Johnson got at the end, Alave was in... A, in the area of that, um, if it had gone to him, potentially he makes that play, and and you walk away with a win. Um, and then because of the fact that the Saints were so terrible, uh, that gave James as uh, I know we're talking about your score now, Ash, but gave James uh, Kenyon Drake a, a big score because everything was going through him because they'd got the lead. The Saints were doing nothing. Uh, for the Ravens, it was all about clock, grind that clock out, get those yards, and he was beating them uh, every time. He ended up two touchdowns, um, and it was just so frustrating to watch because uh, it would have put me in a better position um, without those two getting the win. Midi obviously now going up there at seven and two, although it hurts because of 
how he's getting there with the everybody seems to have a stinker when they play against him. It's nothing he's doing. He's a six highest scorer in the league. Um and the he's got the least points scored against him. I know you're listening, Midi. And it, <laughs> and it, it pains me. Not so much this week because I'm on a three week three week win streak. So it doesn't hurt me as much, but I know how Skull is feeling because when I had them two, I wanted to rip your team apart. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's it just frustrating. Um to see a team just throw it away like that and, and hand you both a loss to guys that are, are winning the league, maybe more than skill. Interested to see what they do now. We, um, is James Winston back? Is he still injured? Is he, is he benched? What, what are they doing with him? I don't understand, but he doesn't have that game against them last night. He's better. He's better than Andy Dalton. Why? Why are they continuing to persist with Andy Dalton? With Winston's apparently back and he's fit. So um, yeah, again, I'm just bitter. But it's they. They need to. They need to make that change sooner rather than later. Yeah, definitely for the Saints' point of view, and uh, and and even maybe for the benefit as well of Taysom Hill, who I have got on my team. So, so I lost just by nine points. I know you talked about it most of. The, a lot there, Charlie. But yeah, so James, who I was playing against, Kenyon Drake scored 24 points. Um, and I had Taysom Hill as my tight end, who scored one point. So again, nine point swing there. Drake could have easily scored five points less and Hill just an extra four points. It had been fairly even. And then the other little thing for mine was I had Booker. It was my kicker who missed an extra point um, and then did miss a field goal, which you could argue that because he missed, he went to overtime, and then he kicked a winning field goal in overtime. Anyway, but um, but it, it really is a game of inches in it, and just single digit points for two of us, which is a bit of a killer. So, so I promise, I promise my fans a tight end this week, and I'm doing everything I can in the next couple of days to get some sort of tight end on my roster. Listening for Dawson Knox offers. <laughs> yeah, well, quite possibly. Although looking at what well, I had Conklin for a few weeks, and then he and he scored big uh, last week, so inevitably Taysom Hill's time will come next week if I do. But um, some, some nice little uh, tight ends scoring on waivers. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, yeah. The, the, I have got one on there, one on there that's that's yeah. pending till tomorrow morning. Who's highest pri- priority out of those three? It's got to be me, isn't it? I'm four and five. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple, Komet or uh, Dulcich for Broncos. I mean, Komet, had a, uh, he was talked up beginning of the year and now that Fields it seems to be coming good. I mean, he had a big game against Miami, 22 points this week. If um, Yeah. I mean, Detroit are shocking against tight ends. So Komet's the one, isn't it? Yeah, he's the one on there. So, what was it? it some stat, I think, last week that he'd not scored a touchdown for a season and a half. And then he scored week eight and he scored two touchdowns last weekend. So, maybe it's just one of those things where fields come out, they've got some sort of chemistry. Maybe. So, um, so yeah, fingers crossed he comes through or even a bigger, better trade somewhere along the lines. Moving swiftly on to week 10, and let's have a look at the two biggest matchups of the weekend. So, to start off with, let's talk Bills against Vikings. 
So, Charlie, kick us off. Talk us through the Bills' offense and who you like on there. Probably not the way that normally I would have been targeting players for the Bills, uh, just based on the potential injury to Josh Allen. I know uh, just after he took that hit, he aired one out for about 70 yards. So what didn't look to be uh, affecting him, but if it's going to be something that swells up through the week, if it causes him any injury, then uh, let's face it, other than him, um, they are a passing offence. Looking at their rushing numbers, I mean, he's the highest rusher for the team. He's got 392 yards rushing. Um, second being Singletary. Singletary is probably the person I'd be looking to target this week in terms of fantasy. Based on that, um, the fact that they might look to use the run a little bit more if Josh Allen has got a bit of an injury, a bit of a knock, rest that arm a little bit. But even if it's not, he's still... Uh, Devin Singletary is the third most targeted receiver um, for Josh Allen as well. So highest being Stefan Diggs with um, 83 targets over the season. Uh, Gabe Davis, 38. And then Singletary, 35. Um, Dawson Knox being the fourth. So he's, he's somebody that he, he's using in terms of the uh, the pass. And if he is carrying a bit of a knock, then he might be looking at those shorter yards, which which also brings him into play. So I think Singletary, um, although he's playing against me this week in our uh, in our game, uh, I hope he doesn't have the game I'm expecting. But I think he's somebody that people should be looking at trying to trade for because I don't think he's going to be able to be uh, picked up. But you might be able to get him on the cheap. Um, other than that, it's it's your your big names of obviously Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, the guy's an absolute machine. Like I just said, we, he took that knock um, and he still had one out for 70-odd yards. Um, but just going back to the, those running backs, it was so Singletary, yeah. yeah, bang on. Does the, obviously, Naeem Hines has now come over from the Colts, mm. didn't factor much last weekend. Um, and, and from what I understand from the reports, he's a running back, but he, he he's pass-catching. He was for the Colts a little bit, obviously behind Taylor. Does he play into it, do you think? Potentially. I think the thing that pushes me more towards Singletary is I think he's the better back out of the two. Um, so he offers more to them in terms of rushing as well. I mean, Heinz has got uh, the potential to do that, but I, th- I think they're very similar in terms of what they bring and Singletary already being established in that game. He's got the... Um, the link up with Josh Allen, um, which which plays into it a lot. Because if if there's a broken down play and he's having to scramble, having that um, that link up and the chemistry with with a uh, quarterback, it, it it it's massive. It's something that you can't really measure. Um, so being new to it, he's it, somebody you could potentially look at um, if they do rely on the run a little bit more. Um, it is going to be a a split between potentially three people. So, yeah, it could be that you pick Hines up. Um, but I would be cautious on that one, purely based on the fact he's new to the team. 
Yeah, yeah. They sometimes say, don't they? That yeah, I guess if it's just a, a bit more time to get used to the playbook, unless you're coming from a, a similar offense. Yeah. Um, and then going over to the other side. So, so yeah. So who would have thought it really? So Vikings at Bills, and the Vikings are the ones with a better record. Um, Scully, talk to us about Vikings offense. I think they're there on merit. I, I like them. Um, I think people seem to be downplaying them a little bit, just like. People have been downplaying the, the Eagles a little bit. I don't know why, if it's strength of schedule, if it's because they're in the, the NFC, which is perceived to be a bit weaker. But I think they're good, very, very good. Just seem to be getting things done. They seem to be really gelled together. I don't know if you saw um, the, the um, what's it called? Uh, the... The images of uh, the team on the plane with uh, yeah, with his chains on, on doing the dance, etc. I mean, they're they're just buzzing at the minute. I mean, Kirk Cousins. People were saying at the beginning of the season he could be MVP. I mean, he's been good. It could could he be in with that? If they if they do end up being top seed, not saying that they will, but it could be then in with that conversation. Um, yeah, they're good. I mean, they've not even got that many big playmakers. Um, Cook's been good. He's been averaging about 15 points this season. I think he's only got about five or six touchdowns. I think he, he got a receiving touchdown this week. Um, but they, they're not necessarily just running as, as you thought that they, they might be. Um, obviously, Justin Jefferson... I think we were talking about that on one of the other podcasts where he he's getting loads and loads of points, but not necessarily a lot of touchdowns. I think we said that he'd not got a receiving touchdown since week one. Obviously, he's put that right. But, um, yeah, they're just, they're just doing things, seems to be very, very efficiently, just getting, getting things done. The defence seems to be strong. Um, they've just acquired um, Hawkinson, mm. uh, which is another big... Big player for them on this offense. Again, I think he had another pretty good, pretty good week this week. So um, yeah, like him. I do like him um, a lot, and I know they're going in with a strong, with a better record against um, against the Bills this week. They're probably still going to be the underdogs um, against the Bills, but I think they've got every chance of um, coming away with the result. Yeah, I think the the fascinating both matchups really. It's the offences that are electric, but both defences as well um, are, are impressive, just the same. So so to see what they do, like you say, Vikings, Hawkinson come in and I saw that he played 90% of the stat snaps. So when he's come in the same week and you've got to get to know a, a different offence, and especially at a tight end position, it's run blocks, it's passing, it's, it's all those kind of things that you've got to get used to. And he's playing 90% of those snaps. He's obviously picked it up quickly, so... Another week under his belt, I'm sure that'll only have improved. Um, but again, going up against the Bills, I couldn't call a matchup in terms of a winner. But but you're right. Anyone on your roster that's part of the Bills, part of the Vikings, then you've got to start them all. Absolutely. And then moving on to the second one. So let's talk Chiefs against Jags. So the Chiefs, Chiefs being at six and two. Um, and then the Jags, three and six. For me, I'm, I, I, I back the Jags quite a way, really. And I think they're definitely a lot better than the three and six uh, record suggests at the minute. Um, Charlie, I'll come back to you first. So you talk us through the Chiefs offense to start with. 
Um, I mean, in terms of the the obvious big hitters, um, same as same as the Bills, you're looking at um, Pat Mahomes. He's up there. He's an elite quarterback. He's he's going to put some ridiculous numbers in. Um, and then your Travis Kelsey is your your obvious guy. The 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 one that interests me is over the last few weeks has been Juju Smith-Schuster, somebody I picked up through a trade, um, and he certainly seems to be getting uh, that chemistry going with Mahomes. Um, I mean, just in terms of since week six, so um, they were playing, uh, who was it, week six? The Bills. That's uh, So from that game, they've had the buy included in that. So in four game weeks, uh, they've only played three. He's he's had 22 receptions, which is tied sixth amongst wide receivers. Um, he's had 325 yards, which is fourth overall in, in wide receivers in that, in that time period. Um, and 13 yards per target, which is third overall. Um, the big stat that stands out for me is his yards after the catch. So, um, he, over the season so far, he's, he's 582 yards receiving. But of that, yards after the catch is 310. Um, so, wow. he, he's, he's putting in some big numbers after after the catch. Um, he was a quality receiver. Obviously, as a Steelers fan, I'm, I'm sort of biased towards him anyway. I, I thought he was a fantastic receiver for us. Um, I was devastated to see him go. Um, he, he, he fit the way the Steelers play. Um, so, yeah, I was gutted to see him go. But I think it's the best thing for him. He's now working in, off, in an offence. Let's face it, he wouldn't be doing what he's doing now if he was in the Steelers team because um, they're atrocious. <laughs> but he's um, he, he just seems to be getting things going. And, uh, yeah, he, he's, he seems to be the, the wide receiver one, if, if there is one within uh, the Chiefs because they do like to spread the ball around but um, he's certainly the one behind Kelsey who's getting the most receptions and he, he's putting those uh, some decent numbers in uh, over the last few weeks. Yeah so even even behind Kelsey and what Hill last year it was a similar story wasn't it? It was those underdogs it wasn't the superstars but this year more than ever it seems like Juju, yeah, he's come out of nowhere, 20th overall. And with those stats that you've just said over the last four weeks, Hardman, he's up there, top 40 receiver overall. And then McKinnon, I know, comes out of the back a lot. They've just added Tony, um, plus then Pacheco drifting in and out. So uh, very, very, very good team. And when you can nail down the bills, you know that you cover digs, you've probably covered half the half the field. Admittedly, Davis does well, McKenzie. But... Diggs is their main guy, whereas the Chiefs, Mahomes will happily just kind of take his time, spread it round, dump it off, get what they need to pick up. So probably a couple of players there that you must start on offense. And then the others, I think it just either depends on the matchups, who's injured or or just maybe what you're desperate for. Because, yeah, it, it could be a case of Tony what He got two targets, two catches last week, but just three points to start off with. I could see on another day that he gets another couple of catches and then takes takes one or two to the house. And then on the other side, then Scully. So Jags offense, so not quite as electric, but certainly quite a few playmakers on there as well. 
Yeah, I mean, you've got what, Zay Jones. Christian Kirk I like a lot. I think he's mm. been a good addition this season to them. Uh, f- for me, I just think the the limitations are at quarterback. I, I think Lawrence is a bust completely. I don't don't rate him whatsoever. And um, I just I just I'm not I'm not as big as big up on on Jacksonville as you are. Uh, I think they've improved, even though definitely in the play, even though the record is probably still not very good. Um, the the one person that I am really impressed with is um, Etienne, though. Yeah, I think I think, but out, outside of him, I, I'm not really big up on him. But I think he's something special. Um, I drafted him thinking he was going to be something special. I know we've mentioned it before, and um, he just wasn't getting anything first three four weeks. Maybe um, the odd the odd snap the odd carry etc the odd thing in the in the passing game nothing nothing really to shout home about and james robinson was getting everything and then lo and behold as soon as i trade him uh, he uh, his production just goes through the roof and he's been unbelievable so and i really really like him uh, he's something special and he at the moment for me is their offense um don't think it's enough to beat the chiefs though this week no and uh... I think for fantasy owners who had ETN, yeah, as soon as they traded away James Robinson, that was it, wasn't it? There was no debate any longer that it was 50-50 or even leaning slightly towards ETN. It was all of him. Um, Lawrence, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. I think I'd happily even have him in my team. I think if my quarterback was on a, a bye week, I'd have him in there. Similar to one or two other players, so Evan Ingram, tight end as well. I think if my tight end was on a bye um, or, or to be fair, state of my Titans at the minute, I'd, I'd look at having Evan Ingram in there. But yeah, receivers, there's a few that Lawrence spreads it around to. Um, but Kirk, Kirk's wide receiver 10 as well. So quietly doing his thing, albeit after that massive pay payday at the start of the season. Um, but he's he's doing well for the Jags. So, so we'll see how they get on. But two six o'clock games on Sunday there to look out for. And that's that. Hope you've enjoyed this episode and even joined in with playing Who Am I? Thanks again for supporting and sharing the show and keep sending us your fantasy tips to hello at twotoms1ash.com See you on the next one. Go Eagles! <laughs>